Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jai Carr, and this is the 28th of October. Welcome to today's edition of Women's Grace and Grit. And the title of today's show is Change Your Ideas About Good and Free Your Happiness. <laughs> so um, I'm going to read the intro and you'll understand a little better about what I'm talking about. Much of what you'll experience in life comes through the filter of your beliefs that you've created from being told what is good and bad by other people. Changing your ideas about what is good and bad frees you to go beyond what keeps you unhappy and needs only your willingness to do this change. Well, and perhaps some support and encouragement for doing so as well. Today, we're going to... Um, uh, spend some time learning how your beliefs are keeping you captive to unhappiness and feeling helpless or hopeless. As the bumper sticker on my desk says, don't believe everything you think, especially when you have not updated your beliefs that you formed earlier in your life. Learning how updating your beliefs will create more of what you seek Um, in your life, in your relationships, is what we're going to spend time with today. So, so, um, what I like about today's topic is it has a lot of support throughout the ages by people we pretty much as a culture, as a world even, oh, excuse me, I'm yawning. It is it is Friday. It is cold and damp in New England. We've actually had snow. Um so here we are. Um these this belief, this the this this um understanding about how powerful what we believe is, um, and how what we believe may or may not have much to do with reality. It has a lot to do our beliefs have a lot to do with what we've been taught. Um, our beliefs have a lot about um, what our tribe, whether it's our family, our friends, um, it can be a religious affiliation, even a political affiliation, but whatever tribal um, loyalties we have will also come with a set of beliefs that are preferred. Um, and as I said, the first tribe we are all part of is our, you know, a family tribe. However, beliefs as we get older, especially when we don't update them, as we claim more of our own sovereignty and independence, our beliefs can actually get in the way and be a problem um, because they aren't reflecting what is currently true for us. And because our beliefs may not have kept pace, you know, updating our beliefs may not have kept pace with what choices we are now making that are independent of tribal um, uh, loyalties or pressure, then we often find ourselves living um, with beliefs that are not serving us, living with beliefs that are causing us pain or unhappiness, or even to the point of making us feel helpless or hopeless to um, make choices that are, um, you know, resulting in more happiness, peace, ease, even health. So um, today I want to talk about how you know, a belief that's not updated can actually do harm, can actually be telling us the opposite of what is true. Um, and by that I mean, you know, um, I'm someone who's a little skeptical about there being universal truths. 
um, meaning, you know, we have a, for example, we have a, 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 uh, a truth that says thou shall not kill, right? And yet we say, well, that's true unless you are a soldier, unless um, you are in a um, critical situation where it's either you or the person um, pointing a gun at you um, get to live. So, again, there are very few universal truths. Um, we start with universal truths to teach basic, um, you know, truisms. But, you know, it's a, um, you know, and I've made reference to this before, often in a basic philosophy course, they will present the, the conundrum of what do you do if you're starving? Is it okay to break into a grocery store and steal? Is it okay to, you know, break into a pharmacy and steal drugs for somebody who's dying and cannot afford them? Um, you know, these kind of philosophical conundrums, they may be extreme, but they're pointing out um, there is what we're taught and then there is what is so, and there's often a very large gap between those two. So um, sometimes when we, you know, insist on good and bad being very fixed, we actually do harm not only to ourselves but to the thing we are trying to care for. So, um, and and this is part of why, you know, one of the things I help um, women and couples do is is begin to examine what beliefs are serving them and which beliefs are actually harming them. And, you know, for an example, there's a, a common belief um, that says if you want to stay safe, you don't you don't become vulnerable. Well, the problem with that belief is unless you become vulnerable to someone you're trying to create a more intimate relationship with, with someone you're trying to, you know, create um, a an authentic relationship with, you will always be posturing and shielding and hiding parts of yourself that are necessary for intimacy. And so while that belief may be don't become vulnerable, don't be vulnerable, um, for in, in order to stay safe, it actually serves just the opposite. It, it becomes not safety in a relationship. It becomes a hindrance. It becomes a problem in a relationship where you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable and to um, honor someone else's vulnerability. And this is what I mean about how beliefs from one age and stage of a life need to be updated for whatever age and stage of life we are in. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things I've appreciated about parenting is it really taught me this truism. There were things that were true for my children when they were infants that became really, you know, untrue when they were um, older. You know, the things I needed to do to protect them and nurture them and provide for them were actually problems in the teenage years. Um, you know, they were true in the infancy and toddler years, but they actually became untrue. And and so, um, you know, I had to change my ideas about what was good in order for my children to be happy as well as for me to be happy with myself as, you know, their mother, as their parent. This is, you know, one of the things that when you are in a relationship, you you can't give more validity to your rigid, this should be true than what is actually happening in your, in, in your relationship. This often, you know, 
saddles couples with feeling they're not understood, they're not respected, they're not being supported by the other person. Oh, you know, for example, women have um, often a truism, a belief about men having to be the strong ones, the providers, the um, the you know ones who shouldn't need support. They should just be these strong, rugged individuals. Um, and so, when they insist that men be a certain way, when really, you know, their partner, that man is a human being with, you know, his own set of needs and insecurities and past trauma, that, you know, that rigid expectation and demand that he be different than he is begins to create a a resentment between the two, um, the the couple. The woman resents he's not this knight in shining armor that she needs, that she was taught, that's the compensation for how her father treated her. And then on the man's side, it's, okay, here's a woman who's not receiving him, who's not, you know, being supportive and caring about who he is and what he needs. And, you know, basically a divide starts. And it's interesting because when I work with women around this, uh, you know, I go, you, which is more important, that your belief be true or that you be happy in your relationship, and, you know, it's very interesting because it's a real point of resistance for a lot of women. They really want that belief to be true. Um, and here's the funny thing about when you are being rigid about a belief. It's, it's, the belief becomes more important than what is actually true because you want that belief to be true and you don't want to have to kind of release that belief and kind of step up to the plate yourself. Um, it's it's often a case of I want to be taken care of versus, oh, you know, um, <laughs> we are equal adults here. We are both needing to give and take. Um, and this is one of, you know, this is one of the truisms for a lot of women at this time of uh, on the planet's evolutionary push for women to kind of step more into their power, their impact. Women also have to give up being the princesses, being the, I'm being taken care of. Now, that's different than being provided for, being protected, being cherished, being honored. There is a, as I call it, there is a conscious decision that needs to come to a woman's, you know, pile of choices to consciously choose to grow up from being a princess and evolve and mature into being the queen, which is a very different set of dynamics, very different set of responsibilities, and a really wonderful set of experiences. But it's a choice, and that choice has to be so. Um, so, you know, it's um, you know, it's very interesting, and um, and um, and you know, w- women know very well what men are struggling with. Um, which is how do they access their vulnerability? How do they, you know, cherish a woman? How do they respect a woman? But like any relationship, there's always two. There's always two parts to what isn't working. There's always a back and forth to what isn't working. And again, so I'm talking both personal beliefs, but there's also kind of what I call archetypal beliefs that are not working for women and that are not working for men. And one of the things that's afoot on our planet at this time 
is it's really women's call. It's you know, there is a call to women. There is pressure on women to be to by stepping into power, by stepping into leadership, to be the initiators of change. That doesn't mean by initiating change within ourselves that we make men wrong, that we make men less. This is part of the change. It's no longer simply, you know, (laughs) being in a game with men where we say, oh, you've done this forever. Let us now be the ones who do this, diminish you, not respect you, denigrate you. It's very tricky. You know, as I say, two rights, two wrongs don't make a right. Again, I'm going to say that two wrongs don't make a right. Where a man has wronged you doesn't mean it's right for you to wrong another man. Now, easier said than done. That's true. Um, But you always want to kind of pause when you feel yourself reacting back at somebody. Am I simply taking what was done to me and turning around and aiming it at them? And if so, you are in a reactive game The ping pong ball will simply come back at you and nothing changes. And this is where, you know, again, I hear a lot of times from women when they get it, they get it. And then they look at me and go, but that's not fair. And I go, okay, you can continue to be, you can continue to be in that energy and like, get it, I get it. But whatever's who here's another belief that's outdated. Here's another belief that's not serving you. Fair isn't the best way to measure your own happiness, the progress in a relationship, the power you have. Fair is the toddler stamping their feet. Fair is the teenager, okay, who's who's pushing back on the power you have. Fair isn't the, the word that belongs in the conversation about will I evolve as a woman? Will I expand into my power as a woman? Will I allow what holds me back from being happy and Im- having impact and having a powerful, compassionate presence? Will I let that go? Those are the, That's the conversation women want to be in these days. Fair is not, you know, is not, the conversation to be in. Um, And, you know, don't get me wrong. There have been bad things done on both sides. Women have betrayed men. Men have betrayed women. We happen to be at the tipping point where men's power is being shown to be in its really imbalanced self. And again, this is where women's call to step forward and evolve the game between men and women, to evolve the dynamics is really on our plate as women. And that requires, again, you know, we're going from, you know, talking about personal beliefs in one-on-one relationships to a, you know, an archetypal belief about women's power, women's presence, women's impact that needs to update and evolve as well. So we're at the end of our time. Um, This is a big, big topic. Um, if you've got any questions, I always love to get emails. Um, and please, you know, don't hesitate to take me up on my free um, hour-long introductory session uh, by phone. Go to my website, uh, www.jicar.com. Um, go to the Contact tab. Click on the um, Free Clarity Session tab. 
You'll fill out a questionnaire. It's online. It's private. It's secure. And then we set up a time to talk by phone. But if you're a woman who wants not only more personal um, happiness and ease and satisfaction in your life, but also understands there, you know, anything you do personally is powerful um, globally. You know, we all talk about global change, global peace. It really is person by person because one person has a tremendous impact in their world through their relationships, through their presence, through what they offer. Um, And this is, again, another belief that is absolutely on everybody's plate, both personally and globally. There is tremendous power in the small and the individual choices. So that's it for today, and I'll be back in a week or two. Take care. Bye.